Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, verses 26 and 27, followed by verse 31. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that light and was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all wild animals of the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. God said everything, saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. We've come to the end of our series of messages on, on stewardship. Uh, and truth be told, my friends, I can say that my God is always present and always active in my life. And, and this, morning, this morning, if you believe that, that the God you serve is always present and always active in your life, let us say it together. My God is always present and active in my life. Let's say it together. My God is always present and active in my life. What if we start each day with this realization that our God is always present and our God is always active in our lives? What if every day we start with the idea that we have a God-given responsibility to carry out, something we need to do? Like we were talking to the children this morning, they have a God-given responsibility to carry out. And that is simply to pray. And every one of us as Christians have that God-given responsibility. God expects us to communicate with God. And the way, one way in which we do that is through prayer. For the past six Sundays, we have been exploring the subject of stewardship. We know that for many in the church, stewardship is synonymous with giving with fundraising, with capital campaign. But in reality, we have noticed together that it is so much more. Stewardship is so much more. What if from this series of messages, we truly believe that stewardship is discipleship? You cannot be a true disciple of Jesus without being a steward of God. 
And the end result of your stewardship is to produce disciple. How often do we ask God for things that we really have no right to ask God for? I mean, how often do we ask God for something that we really have no right to ask God for? Tony Campolo, he was once a guest speaker at a mission rally. And he was asked to pray for a missionary doctor who was a part of the group. The goal of the prayer that he was to offer was that God might provide $5,000 urgently needed for the medical center the doctor was running. I mean, it's just like us asking for help for our sister Jane, who is a missionary in the Congo. And we make appeal for that. So Tony was asked to pray and you know how that goes. The group needs $5,000. They need somebody to offer prayer up to God. But you know what happened? Tony declined. He didn't want to pray. So he declared he would pray only after everyone in the room gave to the project the money they had on them that very moment in their pockets and their bill folders. I mean, just imagine that. He refused to pray. And he challenged the audience. Just empty your pocket and your, and your, your wallet and your bag and everything and give it to this project. Then I would pray. The audience was stunned, of course. But when, they, but when Tony started emptying his pockets, they knew he was serious. After some hesitation, everyone started following Tony's example. Everyone started going into their pockets and their, and their bill folders and emptying everything that they have. The prayer of request to, soon became a prayer of thanksgiving. For by the end of the giving, they had collected not $5,000, but $8,000, much more than was needed in the first place. My friends, how many times do we pray to God for something we need not pray to God for? Because God has already supplied the need. And that's what Tony demonstrated that day. We read in the scripture, in Psalm 24 verse 1, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Both seem pretty clear. Wouldn't you agree that the earth is the Lord's and everything that is on earth belongs to God? Because if you listen to the scripture from Genesis, he created everything. And friends, the key to discipleship is stewardship. 
And the outcome of stewardship is discipleship. We cannot separate the two. They are linked together. If you are a steward of God and you believe in stewardship, then you also believe in discipleship. And if you're a disciple of God and you believe in discipleship, then you should believe in stewardship. We should constantly remind ourselves that we are God's creation. Stewards of God, the creator. And if we truly believe this truth, then everything we own and everything that we will own in the, in the future belongs to God. I mean, I can ask us to, to name everything we are and everything we own. And if I say to you they belong to God, what would you do? Every dollar, every minute and every hour of the day, every talent that we have, every dream, every gift, even our family, they belong to God. Everything we own belongs to God. We are stewards of God and disciples of Jesus Christ. How many of us wake up in the morning and, and believe that? That even the life, the breath we breathe every day, belongs to God. The pastor's telephone rings in the office one day. Hello? Is this Pastor Mike? The caller asked. Yes, it is. Then the caller said, this is the tax department. We wonder if you can help us. The pastor feels butterflies in his tummy. Why is the tax department calling me? Nervously, he replied, I'll do the best I can to help the tax department. Do you know a Bruce Parker? Asked the tax, the tax agent. Why, yes, replies the pastor. He's a member of our congregation. Did he donate? $10,000 to the church building fund? The pastor smiled. And then he replies, he will now. Oh yes, he will. My friends, what if we hold on to the fact that stewardship is total surrender to God of everything we are and everything we have and everything we have been given. Everything we have belongs to God. What if we really believe that when we surrender fully everything we are and have, it becomes natural to be a good steward during seasons of much or even seasons of very little, when things, when things are bad? It is my hope that we now know that stewardship is holding everything loosely. 
totally, surrendering it to God and serving God with gladness of heart. We should be joyful when we're serving God. We should be joyful when we're giving to God. Because everything belongs to God. God's word encourages us to steward well what is entrusted to us until the master returns. Because the master is coming back. And if everything belongs to him, we have to do it well. We have to steward well what he, he has given us. The master will return. And I think we know that from the, the narrative in the, in the gospel where the master gave three servants, five, three, and one. Two of them invested, one did not. But we know the story now and we know the master will return. And God's pleasure and blessing awaits his faithful stewards. And until he returns, my friends, be a good steward of God with power to rule over all that is creative. That's what the scripture says this morning. How are we using the authority God has given us as stewards of God and disciples of Jesus Christ? Let me suggest that until he returns, until Jesus Christ comes again, the master, use your authority to show many things. And this morning I'm going to suggest just one of them. Use your authority to show kindness. Use your authority to show kindness. It was after Confederate General Robert E. Lee retired from the military that he was named president of the Washington and Lee University in Lexington, Virginia, originally named Washington Academy because of a gift from George Washington. The name was changed in 1871 in honor of General Lee. While General Lee was president of the university, a new student came into his office and asked for a copy of the school's rules and regulations. General Lee looked at him and said, son, we don't have any rules and regulations in print. The young man said, you mean this school has no rules? Lee replied, yes, but we only have one rule. The young man said, what is the one rule? Lee replied, our only rule is kindness. Kindness. We are living in a society in which kindness is becoming an increasingly rare commodity. But we must remember that everybody can relate with kindness and everybody can respond to kindness. Mark Twain once said, kindness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can read. Everybody can relate to kindness. Who among us don't want somebody to be kind to us? I mean, if you show me your hand, then I know I'm not going to be kind to you. Who among us does not want somebody to be kind to us? 
Just what is kindness? The word itself literally means that which is good, that which is helpful, and that which is suitable. It literally means to be gracious to another person. And as Christians, we don't need a sermon on kindness. But the scripture says we need to be kind. As I ran over in my mind what kindness really was, I came up with this definition. Kindness is treating others the way God has treated you. And God has been kind to us. Individually. As a nation. As a church. God has been kind to us. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 32, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Be kind. And let me suggest few ways for us to be kind, to show kindness. Volunteer at a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter. Especially at this time of the year, they're looking for volunteers to help serve meal in homeless shelters. Just volunteer. Give someone a compliment. Is that too hard to do? Give someone a compliment. Next time you hear gossip, change the course of the conversation toward praise and gratitude about the person or the situation. Don't join the gossip. Just change it. Change the conversation. Offer to run an errand for a sick or injured friend. Forgive someone. They may have hurt you, but forgive them. Then you can also listen. Listen. When someone needs to talk, just listen with your full attention without offering any advice. Just listen. Let us go home this morning. And as a steward of God, remember that everything belongs to God. Even my very life belongs to God, you could say. And let us remember that our God is present and active in our lives and in our situations every day. And as a steward of God, be kind, be gracious, be loving, because the people around you are watching for somebody to be kind to them. We go home this morning knowing that God has blessed us. I am not saying that everything around you is going fine. I am just saying that God has blessed us. And if you believe that, say amen. amen. God has blessed us. And so we go, as a steward of God, to be kind to the people around us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the blessed people of God say, Amen. amen.